What's up, guys? I'm Max. This is Stephen A. Ripoff, your number one source for anything sports. So, I'm sorry it's been a long time since I came out with an episode, but I've had a lot of things. I was a camp counselor, now school started back up, so I haven't really been able to do anything. But I'm back with another episode, and I have my good friend and the co-host of Just Football, Danny, with me here. Say hi, Danny. Hey, what's up, guys? So, Danny is a very avid fan of the Seahawks, and I'm a pretty big Browns fan. So, we're going to give our predictions for our respective teams, their leaders in statistics, as well as their records for the season. All right, so I'll go first. I think the Browns record in the 2019-2020 NFL season is going to be 10-6. and now, last year they had a record of 7-8-1, and one, which, from a Browns fan perspective, is like going 16-0 and winning the Super Bowl. But I feel like we're going to build on that. We added major pieces in the offseason with uh, the trades for Odell Beckham and um, Olivier Vernon and the signing of Sheldon Richardson. And we have Baker Mayfield at the helm, which I expect... Nothing less of a great performance from him this year with Nick Chubb at running back who had a near 1,000-yard season last year as a rookie in which he only played about half of the games, well, started half of the games. And then come week nine, we're going to have Kareem Hunt backing us up who was the rushing champion in 2017. So we have a pretty deep backfield, a great quarterback. As I previously mentioned, we traded for Odell, and last year we signed Jarvis Landry to go on with Antonio Callaway and Rashard Higgins with David Njoku making steps to be a better pass catcher and blocker in this offseason. So our offense is looking pretty good. Now the only where I think the only place where I think we could really improve is the offensive line because in our trade for Olivier Vernon, we signed um, oh, what the heck I'm so stupid. In our trade for Olivier Vernon, we had to give up Pro Bowl guard Kevin Zeitler, who was extremely good and was a crucial part of our offensive line. That was actually pretty good last season. So I feel like we have a little bit of a hold there at the guard spot, which could be our downfall because we went on, we won five of our last seven games, I think. And during that, we had, I think, two sacks. Because of that great offensive line plan. I don't know how much the loss of Zeitler is going to affect that. But that could be our downfall. Now on defense, as previously mentioned, we signed Sheldon Richardson and traded for Olivier Vernon. We have Demarius Randall, Denzel Ward, who was a pro bowler as a rookie last year. We have Miles Garrett, who was poised for an insane season after his more or less breakout season last year. With Larry Ogunjobi in the middle him and Sheldon Richardson. Both in the middle, we have Christian Kirksey at linebacker, who will be like kind of a leader in that spot. And um, we just have a really, I feel like we have a complete team. And I know it's the preseason, but we've shown a lot of promise in our first two games there. So I think with all of that and a good coach in Freddie Kitchens, a first-year coach, but a good coach, I think the Browns will finish the season with a record of 10-6, and six, and make the playoffs, wild card round minimum.
So now we have Danny for his predictions for the Seattle Seahawks. All right. So just watching the preseason and examining all the different potentials we have and with all training with the whole training camp going on. I mean, they've had training camp live on for a while. It's not on anymore, but they did. You could check in with your team, see how they're doing, see how they're practicing. Obviously, there were some good things that we saw and some not good things that we saw, including injuries in our first round and second round pick, LJ Coiler and DK Metcalf. Um, DK probably won't end up starting week one, even though Pete Carroll said he will return really fast, but he's going into surgery. We'll see how this goes. I'm not thinking he's going to start week one. I'm thinking it's be some of our other guys and our wide receiver death who are actually really good, who were our third string receivers last year, fourth string receivers, pretty good last year. But you still have hope for DK Metcalf. Right? Oh, yeah, there's still a ton of hope besides some of these injuries and stuff like that. I think we'll end up being fine. LJ Coiler um, will most likely start week one. He will end up being a big part for Seattle only because when it goes from LJ, you don't want to know how far it drops down from that. So we'll see how that goes with some of our draft picks, you know. It was a good year in drafting, but we'll see how they all turn out during the regular season, which will most likely be after the first week or two. Uh, my prediction is we will either go 11-5 and five or 9-7. and 11-5 is if we beat the Rams one time, and I have just this feeling just in my gut that we could beat the Saints. The Seahawks are amazing in primetime. That's where they win all their games. They beat the Chiefs last year in primetime. Yeah, and in their, both their games against the Rams, they were, like, right up there. And that was the, yeah. that was peak Rams. That was definitely peak Rams. Yeah, and the Rams probably won't be so good this year. So That's I have, a topic for another episode. But yeah, I have, we, we, both, we both have high hopes, and everyone else in Seattle does too. Um, nine and six is if they lose to the Rams. Nine seven, sorry, is if they lose to the Rams and... The Saints, which I feel like they'll split that, so I feel like ten and six would be a fair assumption. Yeah, ten and six. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking somewhere around that too. I'm thinking if they somehow beat the Rams both times, they will lock in the division. But if they don't, I'm saying a pretty strong wild card spot. I'm thinking this year if they do make the playoffs in the wild card, they'll probably go pretty far. Probably maybe to the championship round even, which is pretty crazy because of what happened last season in losing to the Cowboys. I mean, that's embarrassing. I, I, it wasn't an embarrassing game. It was a good game. but It was ev- embarrassing that they lost. Yeah, it was embarrassing that we lost, and no one likes the Cowboys. It's, it's, who? Yeah, exactly. I saw this one <laughs> funny little thing where they were talking about this kid. Before you think I'm crazy, just listen to the whole thing. This kid who was getting abused at home or whatever by everyone in his family, and he basically they were in court for stuff like that and the judge was asking him oh how about your aunt and uncle he's like oh yeah my they abused me more than my parents did and he's like oh what about your grandparents and he's like they abused me more than my aunt and uncle did and then the judge 
kind of jokingly asked, oh, who would you like to go to? And his answer was like, the Dallas Cowboys, because they're not capable of beating anyone. <laughs> so, oh, I mean, that was just dang. something funny that I saw that I felt like I should sh- share because, yeah, no one likes the Cowboys unless you're a Cowboys fan. In that case, you're either from Dallas or Texas or you're just crazy. So, that's with that. Um, I'm saying probably not as strong as a year for Chris Carson with Rashad Penny coming in now. Chris Carson probably not starting week one because of injuries and stuff like that. Rashad Penny will most likely get a few weeks of glory, which in those weeks I'm either predicting him to break out or break. Those are my two predictions for him hoping that he'll break out if he breaks out that Seattle could easily be the number one rushing team in the NFL two years in a row yeah if, he's a he's an extremely yes, explosive guy he is and if Pete Carroll keeps the same offense which I hope he switches it up a little bit I mean I like the run on first and second then pass on third but that, that's, that's too that's too Spartan yeah exactly know? it's too risky sometimes I mean Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league and especially on some of those shorter plays like third and short and stuff like that you're not going to run the ball there because you're expecting the defense to to, blow the box to either yeah blow the box slash blitz or just play complete coverage and you don't know what they're going to do so you're going to pass the ball every time most likely a play action in my bet in my guess or a shotgun pass you never want to take just a regular standard pass from from the line. It's either got to be a shotgun or play action. And you got Russell Wilson. I mean, he's a very mobile guy. If there's no one open, you know he's going to take the ball and run it and get the first down. Or he can just create for himself, you know, how he's kind of like an improviser in that sense. Like, you know, no one's going to – it's going to take more than one person to bring him down. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, I've seen Russell Wilson truck some guys before. So, (laughs) he's a a really – he's a small guy, but – my opinion he has a really great arm his accuracy is phenomenal his legs are probably the best in the league besides Lamar Jackson who can only run the ball not pass the ball um yeah that's another person I don't like and um yeah uh that's pretty much it I'm good year for Russell Wilson I say about another 35 touchdowns again because yeah it's better to throw the ball land zone than run it sometimes and that's what they did they tricked him by running the ball a lot and then throwing the ball in the end zone works every time if you trick him think you're gonna run the ball so yeah I'm, I'm saying if Pete Carroll keeps the offense probably about 3,500 yards for Wilson 35 touchdowns um yeah the number one rushing team in the NFL for two years in a row but if they switch it up a little probably go a little mixture of half and half I'm saying Wilson will definitely get over 4,000 yards I'm saying it's still another 35, only 35 touchdowns, maybe a little less, passing the ball more. Let's not be too optimistic here. He got 35 touchdowns last year with that, so we'll see how it is. And their team improved a lot. They got some good studs on defense, So and they re-signed Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson. Bobby Wagner to an extension, Russell Wilson to a new contract. So I have high hopes for the Seahawks this year. They just got to have a strong start. That's all they need. Last year, they started off one and two and they had to build their way back up with a lot of pressure but if they go easy just win a bunch of their first games because their easier games come like maybe like beginning to middle 
I say they'll have a phenomenal year, great year, probably most likely not a Super Bowl run, unlike the Browns, who, in my opinion, at best, if everyone played like they did last year and they build that chemistry like that, then 14-2, it could happen, but we'll see. Both teams will have a good year this year, and yeah, I mean, that's what I got for both of those teams. All right, thanks, Danny. See you guys next episode. Thanks for listening.